Interesting how we as runners perceive other runners, isn't it? <laughs> One of my friends commented on his neighbor who apparently runs every single day, come rain or shine, and then reflected on his own running as he is one of those people who struggles to get the minimum of one or even two weekly runs in. But you know what? Actually, they both have more in common than they think. My friend and his neighbor, that is. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Hi, Hi, and welcome to Hypno Running. Saubona. Do you want to run faster, longer? Do you want to feel better after a run? Hey, <laughs> even look better whilst running. Then this podcast is for you because we will make our way through all of these topics and provide deeper insights so that you can make and take better decisions. Hang on, hang on. Why make and take? Well, that's a good question. To make a decision can take time, leading through a whole process, <laughs> like whether you will enter a certain race or not. Taking a decision only refers to the decisive moment. For example, I'm on my run, and I've already done a couple of kilometers, and now do I turn right as planned and head on home, or do I turn left and run an additional five kilometers? In case you haven't guessed it by now, this show is about running, not archery, not curling, no, not golf, all great sports. Here we focus on running and sometimes swimming. But there is a catch. Here we don't advertise, we don't promote or focus on training plans, not on equipment and not even nutrition. Like it might be, sometimes we do touch on some of these topics, but there are other great sites out there that address training plans or review equipment. What we'll be focusing on is that one single place, that place where all improvements, ideas, motivation and your inspiration comes from, where your biggest and easiest wins in terms of low-hanging fruit can and will be found. <laughs> where is that? You guessed it, your brain, how your state of mind affects your running how understanding and learning what processes are hindering you, and then how to perhaps adjust, tweak, and then improve them or construct new powerful thought processes. Because one thing I know about you without even knowing you, I know exactly how fast and how long you want to run. <laughs> You want to run faster, and you want to lo run longer. <laughs> okay, but wait, don't, don't jump to conclusions either. Don't text your friend and like, hey, there's this new motivation podcast for runners and swimmers. It's not. It's not a motivation podcast. Although the content will give you that sense of inspiration, which comes with high-quality leadership content. And it's an authentic show. Me, Heiko, sharing 35 years of running, swimming, and coaching experience combined with hypnosis and brain training developed for runners and especially for advanced endurance coaching. Okay, let's go back to the original question before I get like off on a tangent here. What do those two runners have in common? Which two runners? The one who runs every day and the other one that struggles to get going? My friend, his neighbor? Okay. They both, what do they have in common? They both have a certain image in their mind. 
And this image leads to a mindset. Now, here's the strange part that science cannot help you with. The process of building this image and the mindset is exactly the same for each runner, the chemical process. <laughs> both use pictures or images that are stored in their mind and they both have only a certain time and a certain number of steps they will be performing. And the struggle for the everyday runner might be that he wants to improve his overall 10K time. Look, he's running every day and his aim is just to to go from a 50 minutes down to 45 minutes. And this might be his struggle. Whilst my friend's struggle is just to get out and start running, be it early mornings or when he comes home from work and he's just struggling to get those running shoes on and to actually head out of the front door. This is important because, and this goes for both of them, if there is no improvement, if the 10K runner doesn't start to improve his time, or if my friend doesn't start to run on a regular basis, there will be something that's called a mental decay. Mental decay, isn't that a bit too harsh, Heiko? No, because working with athletes over many years, you see this often. Runners that never participate in a race, and they become excellent, long, slow runners. Or you hear people that tell you, well, you know, Heiko, I used to run, but then, and then I had an injury, and then, and we're not judging here. We're not at all going and uh, uh, judging this. That's where the mental decay sets in. Now, back to the image in the mind. If you imagine a triangle, the first point, the first point on top is the way a runner perceives himself or how a runner thinks of himself. Second is the way a runner interprets others' perception of him or herself. And the last, the way a runner would like to be. So these three elements, they are key to any runner's self-image, the way a person perceives himself, the way a person interprets others' perception or what he thinks others think of himself, or number three, the way a person would like to be, his ideal self. Wow. Now, in case <clears throat> you haven't thought about this, perhaps this evening, just take some time, use a notebook, and write how you perceive yourself. <laughs> what? It's like a self-help group, a pity party. <laughs> no, not at all. Just take the time this evening and first think about it and first then write down those exact thoughts that come to mind. Don't like contemplate it. Well, uh, actually, I think I'm a slow runner. Then write that down. Don't, don't have the thought process like, oh, I think I'm a slow runner. Yeah, but I'll write, I'm an average runner. That'll don't, don't trick yourself. Write down that. Yeah, first thought. Okay, in case I've lost you here, you're completely drawing a blank, let me give you some questions to get you going. For example, ask yourself. Let's start with the easy ones. Are you a treadmill or outdoor runner? What outlook do you have on your running? Are you optimistic or are you worried? Do you run the same route and the same distance or is there some variation? Uh, do you plan to or do you prefer to run alone or with others? Uh, do you prefer running in hot or in cold weather? On a scale of one to five, how satisfied are you with your running? Take the first answer which comes to mind. If it's a three, put down a three. If it's a one, put down a one. How often do you think about injuries? And another one would be how often do you explore your endurance abilities or your speed abilities? How often do you test yourself? 
Now, what you do is, these are just some questions to help you get some answers. So, for example, you've written down a couple of points. It would be, I'm an outdoor runner with an optimistic outlook and I run uh, various uh, routes. I prefer to run alone in hot weather and am extremely satisfied with my running. I hardly think of injuries and I regularly explore my endurance. I took part in a ultra race two months ago. Full stop. Now, in case this honest self-image reveals a negative picture, I really want to congratulate you, number one, for your honesty. Being honest with yourself is something that many people are not. Now, before you start celebrating, hang on, I didn't mean turn this into a party right now. (laughs) If it turns out you are critical of yourself, perhaps have thoughts like, why am I so slow? Or why am I struggling to go for a run? Maybe you found out and admitted to yourself you are beating yourself up over your performance. Maybe you're even really getting angry and annoyed or frustrated with yourself. Why on earth would this be important? Or maybe you're telling yourself, this negative picture drives me to run harder and longer. Listen, here are some scientific facts. Research suggests that being kind to oneself switches off the threat response by reducing the heart rate and sweat response and puts the body in a state of safety and relaxation, which we can see by an increase in the heart variation, heart rate variation. You see, this exercise might just be one of the biggest gains you can make. Same if you're on the other side of the spectrum. If it turns out you have an unstable self-image, this leads to less empathy for others. And those others, look, it's your family's time too. Having children and then spending the best part of the day going for a run is not going to make you dad of the year, nor is the lack of understanding for various common projects you have planned with your spouse. At the end of the day, going to a race is not really something your family or friends really want to do. (laughs) Ask them, they'll tell you, not really. They go along because they like you and they want to support you, especially on a cold or rainy and windy day. Plus, having an unstable self-image will lead eventually to boredom and mood swings. I can honestly admit that I can relate to this. Years back, preparing for events, I de- preparing for running events, I was planning to take part in, so you have to train many weeks before. I definitely wasn't the nicest person to hang around with, as it was all about running, training, nutrition, times, distances. And ladies... I want to address all of you here. Look, especially my two daughters, if they would ever listen to the podcast. (laughs) Um, The question of your self-image is especially important to you ladies who enjoy and share in the sport of running or swimming. Why? Because obviously you wear running gear, you're very aware of your figure, And you can feel every pound you have extra, you feel whilst you're running. Now, this is not unique to ladies, us guys as well. But here are some shocking statistics. Did you know that according to a study, and now please don't ask me which one, I would have to spend valuable talking or running time researching this, but you're welcome to check it out yourself. Maybe you can add it in the comments down below. You'll find it. Anyway, the statistic says that 7 out of 10 women felt more depressed and angrier than before after watching images of fashion models. 
Ouch. <laughs> now, if you have many negatives, heads up, my running friend, this seems to be normal. There is hope. Don't hang up those running shoes just yet. There is a process you can undertake to build a different, new, improved self-image. But that's only if you come to the conclusion that your self-image needs work. And that's something between you and you. Nothing to do with anyone else. Now, if you want to improve this, there are many quick fix guides on Google or YouTube. Search the term you on YouTube, I want to improve my self-image, and from that moment on, your recommended videos will include anything from psychics, I can tell you the future, right up to Asian monks training in snow-covered rivers in the Himalayas. So before you fly to Nepal and go on a four-year quest to find yourself, just stick with me here and just start one simple exercise. The important part is that you not only start, but you make it a habit. Huh. Because the more often you repeat something, the more it decreases resistance. So what should you do? I'm glad you ask. Again, that notepad or notebook you have. Start right now by recalling and then writing down five running achievements you are proud of. Right now, five running achievements you are proud of. It can be a big race or the fact that you had a four-day running streak or that you finished a sub-three-hour marathon or that you simply managed to go for runs every second day. <laughs> now, the more detailed you write this, beware. Be sure to remain and use positive formulated statements. Sometimes when you're overambitious and you do this exercise in a workshop environment, you know, we have real-life uh, workshops, some of the runners get carried away and... <clears throat> All of a sudden, it's like I would have, you know, I would have focused on the negative split. Then I would have no, 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 no. Or um, I could have passed the guy around the last corner, but you know, no buts, no ifs. In a positive, detailed but positive formulation. If you want to add some more meat to your story, recall a time where you overcame a difficult patch or where you overcame a bad patch of spending many days sitting on your sofa with your two best friends, Ben and Jerry. Now, this routine will have an enormous effect, especially if you do it for 21 days continuously. Every day, sit down and write down three things you're proud of that you did during the day, and they don't need to be running-related. The first exercise was just five running achievements, but if you do every day three things you're extremely proud of. Hmm. The more honest you are with yourself, the more detailed you write, and the sooner you develop this routine, you'll feel the effect. You don't need years of therapy. It's just your self-image in relation to you being a runner, okay? So don't get worked up. Just start working on your definition of the self-image. If, for example, you're stuck, and just about contemplating not doing the exercise, perhaps you can recall back when you were an adolescent. Because that is a time when your running form was most probably the most beneficial because it was the most correct. <clears throat> that body position you had when you sprinted or when you, start, when you were with your friends and you said, race, you're there. That was your perfect stride. Your feet hit the ground exactly how they were meant to. <laughs> Plus the thoughts that were in your mind were a lot lighter or lighthearted. That's why now's the time to take and to start to make decisions. Look, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next podcast where we will look at how others perceive us. 
Oh, by the way, rather than just listening to the podcast, I would recommend you do this with any advice, be it podcast or blog you follow. Check it out. Who's the person giving the advice? Is it solid? What is the person's background? And based on what grounds is he speaking? See, before the internet, and yes, there was a world out there before the World Wide Web, not just anybody could be heard, write a book, or get an essay publicized. Nowadays, anybody can vlog, start a blog, or a podcast, which is great, right up until you realize how much material is out there without any kind of standard or authority. So I invite you, listen to the About Me podcast, where I explain about the, bar- about the brand reset, the certification of the method, and give you more detailed information about who you're actually listening to, where my experience comes from, what basis I have, and what your benefits are. Look forward to talking to you again next week where we will be looking at the way a person interprets others' perceptions. Thanks for joining me. My name is Heiko. Take it easy.